Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lost and Found Ministry Podcast. I'm Dave Garza. And I'm Clint Marker. And I'm Raymond Dahl. And that's a new surprising voice behind the microphone. Tonight we have Pastor Raymond Aw stepping in because uh, unfortunately Dave Schneider's feeling a little under the weather. <laughs> uh, at least that's what he said. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna accept that as a as an excuse tonight. Uh, we're just kidding, guys. Hope you get to feeling better, brother. I talked to him on the phone earlier, and it was like he was uh, like he had one of them. Uh, Anyway, you know, the uh, it sounded like he had been smoking for 85 years. Hmm. So, How you doing, sweetheart? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, good looking. And they're like, all right, brother, we'll, we'll skip tonight. So uh, tonight, guys, we're actually going to be kicking off Clinton Marker's testimony. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he excited. He looks a little guys. nervous over there. I know. Uh, you, I know. know you know, you your testimony and Dave's testimony, Schneider's testimony, it was very good and very well done, and the you know, it was the story was told well, and especially you know Garza's yours was good. Schneider being in the Navy, right? You know, there's a whole lot of background story where it comes to that, and you know what though, I do want to share something because I feel like maybe you're leaning towards like maybe you didn't have enough of those crazy experiences and stuff like that. But I actually heard somebody speaking about this one time, and you know, there's not enough credit given when somebody says, you know, I was raised in church and mm-hmm. I was brought up with mm-hmm. God, and I was yes. that in itself should be celebrated, man, because that just gives the example of how great God is. That God worked through whoever in your life to make sure that you were brought up with that, with that establishment, with that foundation in your life, and we don't celebrate that enough. Yeah. You know, we, we like to push it. Oh, well, you know, he wasn't shot 13 times and, you know, yeah. walked away from an exploding building because that's so cool. You know, like, you know what? I think it's so cool to just learn about how amazing God is, you know, however it's delivered. Well, you know, when you really think about those two aspects of like people with that, that what you call extraordinary testimony comparative to those, well, I've been in church the whole time and it's been a lot. You have to remember both of those sons. Right. Both of those sons were there. One was prodigal, one was not, but he was he was there. He was there. That's right, man. That's right. So I find it encouraging all the way. So so don't downplay it, Clint. Um, I think it's going to be great, man. So uh, you know, Dave, uh, like you said, Schneider, his his Navy lifestyle and all that that came up in, and and you know that was real relatable for uh, Raymond. You know, Raymond was a Navy man and an Army man, Uh, so. The, and their story actually started together back in then the in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's a lot of there's a lot of familiarity there. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, guys, and you know, mine was through the motorcycle stuff, and and I was quite the quite the stupid kid. If you ever were to have a poster <laughs> child for ignorance, um, I was him. But you know, I, I even just seeing you know just to make the comment, I know I've known Clint since he was about. Oh, I think you were 18, 19? Yeah, that's when about I, right. When I first met yeah. you, you were fresh out of high school, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, within a month out of high school yeah, when no, I met you. That's about right. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I've even seen you grow and how far you've come, you know? So I know this will be interesting, guys. Yeah. So I hope you ex- uh, really enjoy this tonight. And so without further ado, uh, Clint, you know, just uh, why don't you kick us off, man? Where sure. wh- where were you born, man? Where Where were you raised? Yeah, you know, before I start, I just want to say, just like Ray brought up the prodigal son, we have to keep it. We have to remind, re- keep in a reminder that just like the prodigal son story, we we like to put a lot of emphasis on the prodigal son. Oh, the son came back, but ultimately, 
it's all it's really about the father yes. and the response of the father Amen. and just like our testimonies are ultimately about god and his grace in our life his will yeah and well so, said that's uh that's something I guess I need to keep keep in mind. It's not about me anyway. That's right. So, Amen. You know, Amen. Just, you know, slap myself a little bit before I start. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was I, like. I was I was born in in Des Moines, Iowa. I was born in 1991. It makes me 32. And I grew up in Des Moines. I did move, and we'll get into that later. I did move to a different part of town, but I've been in Des Moines pretty almost basically my entire life. And I mean, even when I didn't live in Des Moines, I was in Des Moines all the time. Right. So, yeah, grew up, grew up, and in, in lived in Des Moines. Born in Des Moines, and uh, growing up, my by the time I was born, my mom was saved, and my dad was not. Do you know, like, uh, uh, how young was your mom? Was she was she saved as a child, or was she? raised in it you know i heard i heard a lot of i've heard a lot of stories from her and i, I won't give details because i don't know if she'd be comfortable with her or not. Well, uh, of course uh i think she would be but i don't want to take that risk so uh you know she's told me some stories and so it's a miracle i'm here and you know she actually her and my dad actually got divorced when my brother was young i you know five and i i don't know exact details you know right, that five-year-old right. range i don't uh -huh. know younger Right, and they moved to Texas to live with her mom because her mom's husband slash my mom's dad. I'm just trying to make it complicated for everybody. <laughs> uh, had just passed away, so her mom was struggling financially. She was struggling because she was going through a divorce, and now is a single mom. So she moved to Texas from Iowa to live with her mom. Gotcha. And so gotcha. my brother and her lived there for I don't know however long, and the you know I don't know all the details, but my dad and her actually got remarried. And then, you know, however many years later, because my brother and I are 11 years apart. Right. So my brother's right. 11 years older than me, which is quite the age gap. That is, yeah. So, yeah. you know, 11 years from when my brother was born, years after my mom and dad got remarried, uh, I showed up. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. So so then uh, in the midst of that, I mean, do you... Yeah, I think you said that you don't you don't know for sure, but do you think she was saved in the midst of that? Or was that after, or was it by the time you came along? You know what? I honestly don't know. I do believe my mom was saved while my brother was born. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it was not before he was born. Okay. So okay. when my mom and dad met, they neither of them were believers. Okay. Okay. All right. So, and That's actually, ultimately what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, my mom was uh, grew up Catholic. Okay. Very, very Catholic. I think I knew that. Yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So very Catholic, whatever that means to anybody. I, I don't know that she was a practicing catholic you know right, when she was right. out of the house but was raised in that. but she was raised in okay all right so she had somewhat of a very you know whatever she grew up in a catholic home. right you know, okay people know what that okay. means so, yep yep anyway so uh but she became a, a believer before i was born and my dad we can get into it later i don't know if we will or not so i'll just mention it my dad did uh accept christ I think around the time I was 14. Yeah. Good friend of the family passed away at 40 within, mm. from an aneurysm, I believe it was. Oh, man. And that uh, that kind of hit him hard, you uh, know, because he was only 40 years old and my dad was older mm. than him. Right. And shortly after that, he, I don't know, I don't remember the exact way it happened, but shortly after that, he had come to church with us and ended up uh, talking to the pastor after church. Right. And was had accepted Christ. Well, praise God. So... He did get saved, and 
and all of that at one point in my life. Nice. But, uh, yeah, you know, so my there's a debate amongst believers, you know, is your testimony really just when you accept Christ? Okay, we'll say sure. So I'm going to give my testimony for the those people, and then... I'll, then we're going to continue more of my story, you know, kind of tell. Yeah, brother. So, Go ahead, man. Um, my testimony, as some would would call it. So, you know, I grew up in church. Yep. I didn't really, I was young. I don't know that I really believed in God. Right. I was going to church because my mom made me. Cause my going through the motions. Yeah. I mean, my yep. mom's rule was, and I was young too, but my mom's rule was, as long as you live in this house, you're going to church. Amen. So uh, I, I went to church. My dad, dad didn't. <laughs> I did. Right. And uh, when I was about 11 years old, there was a new pastor that had been elected. So our current pastor, he had decided to move on to a different area of ministry and do gotcha. other things. Gotcha. So we needed a new pastor. Yeah. And yep. so this pastor came in. He was actually an evangelist and visited, heard that we were looking for a new pastor, and he put his na- his hat in the ring, and he ended up winning this election. Wow. Okay. Amen. Or by... I, election i say that by the board yes uh, yeah <laughs> right yeah. he by was elected by the board right yeah, it's not like yeah, the congregation yeah. elected him. the, the <laughs> right. board elected him right and uh yeah so w- the first thing he did that i even remember was this pastor really liked to do good easter drama performances yeah you're absolutely right yes, I, I was a part of a couple of those i, I, I believe it yeah. yep <laughs> and so and i had been part of several as well but the right. very first one he did you know i was 11 years old that was the first kind of introduction of himself to the church was putting right. on, you know getting people together within the congregation and doing this huge production yep and so he did i believe it was three nights yeah and the first night i went to see it and I remember I think it was the first night I went home and I just started crying yeah I was just I was bawling because you know it was a very about as real for being non-Hollywood right it's about as real as you could make it well you're not lying I'm 11 yeah you're 11 and I remember these weren't no huggy kissy dramas these were very straight up yeah I mean they were impactful oh man I mean it was the truth is what it was and these dramas it was the truth they didn't do the Oh, come to Jesus! No, I mean, gonna, you saw him no it was look, dude. You're yeah. you're either gonna come to Jesus or this is what's gonna so happen. It, it yeah. wasn't Hallmark. No, no. no. I mean, no. you saw you saw him get whipped, and obviously yep. the pain. Again, as real as you can get. Uh, yep. yep. And so you saw, yeah, the whip, the blood, you know, everything. His, what, you know, kind of, sort of how he was on the cross because this pastor actually researched, you know, scientifically, you know. What was what were some of the things that would have been going on on the cross? You know, right. from yeah. the the nails being in his wrists, yeah, yep. and stuff like that. So he actually portrayed that as realistically as he as possibly possible. could. Yep. yep. And so, and I'm 11 years old. Right. I had never seen that before. Okay? <laughs> right. Passion of the Christ hadn't come out yet. Yep. You know, so yep. this is the most vivid, real, yeah, absolutely uh, interpretation of the of the crucifixion I had ever seen. And mm. I just remember going home, and I was just bawling, scared the crap out of you, didn't it? I, I mean, know, in a sense, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember if I was scared. I just remember being, you know, that he did that for me. Right. You right. Know? And the pain and the suffering that he went through. Yep. You know, and I was 11 years old. I was bawling. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that. 
<laughs> but I was bawling, I was crying, and I went into my mom and was talking to her, and she, you know, explained to me. Right. Talked to me about the gospel of Christ and kind of explained it to me um, a little bit more in detail as she could. Right. And then I went again the second night. Nothing really changed. And I just remember the third night, my my co- I had a cousin of mine that went with us yeah. because we were like, man, you got to see this right. production. This is right. crazy. And he he went to a Lutheran church, was confirmed and stuff. And so he you know he went, and I remember he responded to the altar call. And I don't know. And some people debate, you know, altar calls. Are they authentic? Are they just emotional? Uh, you know, whatever. I'll let you, everybody debate amongst themselves. But at that time, I had responded to that altar call. And I, I personally feel like that was when I actually was baptized with the Spirit and saved. And part of the reason I, I believe that, because I've had some people that know where I'm at now that think, well, I actually think you were saved at this point. Right. The reason I think I was saved here was because of the heart change that I experienced. Right. Amen. It's almost like I gained a supernatural belief in Christ. Oh, man. And a supernatural belief. You know, like I said before, I was going through the motions. I don't even know if I really believed in God. Right. It was one of those things right. like, I don't know. That, right. But after this moment, I had no doubt in my mind. Right. You were sure of it. Yeah. You were, yeah. I had no doubt in my yep. mind. Still don't to this day. I think we all, at least those of us who, and I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I think mm-hmm. that's that is that pivotal moment. Yeah. You know, like you're talking about yours, man. I didn't get mine till I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I and so I get what you're saying. I mean, mine just lasted longer. Mm-hmm. That's all that was. It just took a little bit longer for yeah. me. But yeah, yeah, I, I I totally understand what you mean because I can remember going to the altar. Mm-hmm. many times as a teenager mm-hmm. i remember getting baptized i remember doing all these things and you know to me it was just oh yeah it's just what i'm supposed to do because i'm i have to be here i don't have a choice you know it was go to church or or uh get whooped mm-hmm. so i went to church mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but i i totally understand what you mean that that almost that supernatural belief that I, where i was sure yeah. i'm like dude this is real i'm not turning away from yep. it this is this is it, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm with you. Yeah, and, and we can do an episode on altar calls. Absolutely, uh, I do think there's something there as far as emotionally compelling people, you know, making creating an ambiance, getting people emotional, and then they're not actually going up front for the right reasons. They're just going up front because they're sad in the moment. That's right. Yeah. And but I anyway, agree. anyway, um, so but not only that, but I remember you know going. I was just I had this incredible excitement. Right. And I remember friends making fun of me, you know, being like, oh, you're a Jesus guy now. And be like, whatever, dude. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I listened to worship music nonstop. Yep. I remember, you know, I'm not saying this was right. Okay. I'm not saying you have to do this, but I remember being 11, I had toys. Right. I remember having uh, toys and music and stuff that I'm like, man, I don't know that I should have these. And I was just throwing them away. Man. And uh, at at 11 years old. Yeah. 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 That's and <laughs> so I personally believe that's when I I received Christ and and you know I was not perfect obviously right. and I went through stuff that we'll get into but yeah I mean that that I will never forget that moment and I actually did I actually got baptized well I think I was confirmed as a child then I had gotten baptized it was one of those things because cool. like oh you know you, you should get baptized right and we'll explain it to you and you'll get baptized but here I almost felt convicted not necessarily convicted. I felt 
I had a desire to do it again. Right. Because I actually understood you what understood it meant. You understood what it right. meant. Amen. And I wanted to make that profession for myself. Amen. Rather Amen. than before when I did, it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're telling me I need to get, you know. Yeah, mom signed me up. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. right. So yep. I, I got baptized again, and this time meant it and understood. So that's that. That's really the story of me accepting Christ. Christ. Amen. So that man. that's that's where I went, where I am there, you know. And then I obviously life goes on. Yep. And when I was in seventh grade, we moved to. So I lived on. Some people who are not from Iowa think this is really silly because I was pretty small for a state. <laughs> it is. But we do we do say, oh yeah, I'm from the south side of Des Moines. I'm from the uh-huh. east side. I'm on the, the north side. East side. West side. Um, yeah, I so, still absolutely have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Ray's still in Arizona. <laughs> <From> Arizona <yeah. laughs> and I've had people from Texas so like, that's so ridiculous. You guys are tiny. Right. Compared to other states, but you guys you, you guys care so much yeah, about what side, of, what side of Des Moines you're in. Just to put this in an idea for you guys, I tell people this, okay? There is like four and a half million people in Iowa. You yeah. know how many people are in Kansas City? Four point six million. Exactly. There's more people in <laughs> Kansas City yeah, than, than the whole there state is in the whole Iowa. state of Iowa. But yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh so we moved from the east side of Des Moines to the south side of Des Moines. That's what's uh, wrong with you. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so I think this is kind of where I started to struggle. You know, we, yeah. we moved because mom wanted to be, my mom wanted to be around family and right. our family lived on the South side and yep. I, I don't resent her for that at all. I well, completely right. understand. Absolutely. And initially when we lived on the East side, uh, my dad had family that lived on the East side and they had all yeah. moved. Yeah. So now family was on a different side of town. Right. We moved, started going to a different school and man, kids and kids in middle school are, are not nice no that's true yeah i mean i had friends obviously where i was at right i came here where i had family but my family were you know they were popular and so right none of them wanted anything to do with me and Uh i'm and as you know i don't talk a lot i'm i'm introverted yeah okay i don't easily just make friends and right talk to everybody and so you're an introvert I I am introverted. I know it's weird. Huh? <laughs> I'm one of those weirdos, you know. <laughs> but uh, so you know, I didn't have any friends, and I had to. Man, I, I mean, I just kind of got. This is kind of when I got used to, you know, for better or for worse. I just kind of got used to being on my own. Right. You know. Right. Uh, people weren't accepting me. Yep. Uh, I was, you know, a chubby kid, and in seven in middle school, when you're chubby, they make yeah. fun of you. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So I was a chubby kid. Yeah, uh, didn't have any friends. Right, I had to eat eighth. I, had, I was in seventh grade. I had to eat lunch with eighth graders. Mm. So a lot of my classmates weren't in my lunch anyway. <laughs> All right. So I just got used to you know, and I didn't even I didn't even. You know, it's not like I grab. You see on TV, pe- kids grab their lunch stuff and they go sit in the bathroom. And I'm like, right. whatever. I'll sit here by myself. Right. And I just kind of, right. unfortunately, this is something that I still struggle with. Yeah. Because this yeah, definitely had a psychological effect oh absolutely or it's just like dude screw people oh right you know and i struggle with that i ask the holy spirit to help me with that every day <laughs> yeah i struggle with that yeah because look we're not in middle school anymore that's I, right you know and i have that's to keep right. I, I have to tell myself that because with what i went through in middle school and i just got used to being on my own thankfully uh there was a group of seventh graders finally one of them came up to me and was like hey you can you know just notice you sitting by yourself you can come sit with us if you want right and that just kind of became my friend group yep in middle school yep. and 
and even a little bit bled a little bit into high school because when I got to high school, a couple of those kids were like, "Oh yeah, we sat together, uh-huh. we met each other, right?" You know, and right. So had that kind of bled yeah. a little bit over. Although by the time I got to high school, a lot of my friends from church went to the high, same high school, so really right. my church friends were my friends in high so school. So now you, yeah, exactly. In middle school, a lot of them went to a different one. Right. But once we, once all the middle schools went there to the same high, high school. school. Right. Yep. So yep. I, my church friends were kind of my, for youth group friends were kind of my friends in high school. Right. But right. I still associated with the other, right. other friend groups Absolutely. too. But that definitely, you know, I kind of just got, like I said, used to just being like, oh, cool. I'll be on my own. Right. You know? That's, yeah. So. Sounds not like you didn't really have an outlet at that time, you know? Man, I'm trying to remember where I was, you know, obviously I went, I, I, you're growing up, man. I, I went to church Sunday morning and at this point, Sunday night and right. Wednesday. Yep. Uh, especially once I accepted Christ and had that, you know, that excitement to learn and, right. and stuff. You know, I, I was I was at every service. You know, I'm a 11, 12-year-old kid going mon- Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Right. And, you know, so I had that. Church was definitely better for me than school. Right. I did not right. like school. Right. So... Yeah, and as far as an outlet, un- unfortunately, I was kind of that kid that that was also kind of the up the when online gaming was starting to starting hit. To really okay. Kick off. So I I met a lot of people. Dove into that. I really did. <laughs> yeah. and, what was the game? Uh, the the one I started out with was a World War II game. I think it came out in 1999 or no, maybe it was 2000. Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor. Allied Assault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew I put, it was coming. And it was on the computer. Oh, I yeah. put hours and hours into that game online. Met people, oh, yeah. uh, met people online, and some of them was kind of cool. One of them was a Christian guy, and I remember taking uh, like uh, message CDs and yep. record at church. I'd, oh, I'd yeah. rip them to my computer, and then I would send, send it, it to him. Nice, and then he'd listen to it, tell nice. me what he thought, stuff yep. like that. So, yep. and he was older, right? So he was an older gentleman. But yeah, I, I really dove into that for better or for worse. You know, for example, I'm trying not to do that with my kids. <laughs> right, uh, right. I'm, I'm guilty. My son plays Fortnite, but you know, I I try to be like, hey, let's get out of the house right, now. Yeah, let's right. go do something. Right. You know, and absolutely. And now with I'll be getting married here soon. That's going to change anyway. You know, for the better. Uh huh. And so I don't know. That that's that was kind of my escape. You know, school would suck. I had church, which was good, and then I had my online. Friends right. that I you know, yep. you know meet yep. up with and play online with and talk to and stuff like that. So absolutely, yeah, it was it was you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, so you know I moved there. Um, when I got when I turned fourteen, so the good friend of the family that passed away at forty that I told you about mm-hmm. one Christmas bought me my very first drum set. Oh yeah, and it yeah. was a first act. Yeah, Walmart. Yep, the Walmart drum set. Drum set. <laughs> and I remember him talking to me. He's like, "Hey, you know, how'd you feel if I bought you a drum set?" Right. And obviously, as a kid, I'm like, "Heck yeah!" Uh, right. You yeah. Know? Let's do it. Yeah. And Mom's so, gonna love it. Some pots and pans. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So <laughs> turn that racket down. Yep. <laughs> so he bought me my very first drum set, and I think he—I don't even think because he—he was—he traveled a lot for his job, and him and my brother. Actually, he was, you know, like 15 years older than my brother, but my brother was young trying to get out on his own. Right. And so he met him. My brother actually worked for him. And then they, he kind of let, they roomed together. Right. And then they, right. they, ha- they got this house in a smaller town of Iowa, about an hour and a half away from Des Moines. Gotcha. And 
So I actually remember unwrapping the drum set at their house in this smaller town, Mason City, Iowa. Uh-huh. And he wasn't there, but my brother helped me set it up. And I remember once we got it set up, I had a MP3 player with headphones and I was jamming to <laughs> Let's hear it. Nickelback. Oh. <laughs> and so I was jam I was hey, that's quality to, music right yes, there. Yes, so. yeah, right, right, right. Uh-huh, it's uh-huh. funny now cuz all the jokes about him. But, oh, right. Uh, so I was listening to Nickelback, Silver Side Up or something like that. I don't remember. Right, right. And I was listening to that and drumming the best I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had never touched a drum set before. Right. So obviously, I'm banging on things. Uh-huh. I don't know what I'm actually doing. After a while, my brother's like, all right, I think uh, think you're ready for a break there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, but man, really... I'd say like 13, the pastor at my church, his son started playing drums on Sunday. Yeah. And I would watch him on Sunday and then I would go home and, and try to and put yep. worship music on. Yep. And play along to on the drums. And I think at at this point, I had, you know, I didn't have the whole drum set set up. I just had the hi-hat and the snare. I don't know what happened to the rest of the drum set, <laughs> but I just had the hi-hat and the snare in the basement. Yeah. And I would just practice, and maybe it might, I might have had the bass drum too, and I would just practice playing along, right. keeping rhythm to the song. Right. Absolutely. And I was probably 13. And then, I don't know, months go by, and then it was a, I believe, yeah, it was a Sunday night after service. One of my friends, who knew I, I had rhythm and was messing, on the, messing around on the drums, uh-huh. was like, dude, you should go up there and start playing on the drum set. I, uh-huh. like, I, don't, I don't know. Right. And I had, I had actually... I remember sitting in and listening to the worship team practice. Uh huh. I remember going to my pastor when I was you know two, three years younger, being like, you know, oh, right. you know, I want to be on the worship team. I want right. to play the drum. You know, right. Oh, uh, a friend of the family's buying me a drum set. You know, like talking right. to the pastor and letting right. him know, you know, I'm getting a drum set. I'm excited and uh-huh. I want to be on the worship team. Yep. And so I, I finally work up the courage to go up there and I start playing on the drums. Right. And my youth pastor. Who was who had a lot of influence on me because he he was always very encouraging. Yeah, and he always had so much faith in me, and that meant oh, the world to me at that time. Right. And he finally came up to me. He said, "You know, you're pretty good at that." He said, uh, "How would you like to? You know, we just carry the snare and the hi hat up to the youth room. We don't right. bring anything else. Just those two. If you want to play drums uh, during worship right. on Wednesday nights, that you know we'd be cool with that. If that's something you'd be interested in, right." And, you know, I had never had any official lessons. I was basically teaching myself. I was watching Monkey See, Monkey Do. Yep. I watched yep. a guy do it, and then I went home and... and Absolutely. And, and mimicked it. Yep. That's how I learned at the time. Right. And because this was even before YouTube and yeah. a bunch, you know, online videos. Yes. For you younger listeners, there was a time before <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> and Google. And Google. We actually had to put effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And... uh so I, st- I started doing that, and then shortly after that, I was approached by, I can't, I think it was the, I, I think it was youth pastor, but I don't remember, uh, basically, it was either my youth pastor or my, or my, or the senior pastor that was saying, hey, why don't you play on the worship team? My son wants to start playing bass, right. so he can start learning bass and play the bass on the worship team if you want to play drums. Nice. And so I started playing drums, 
what on Sunday morning? Sun Sundays. Nice. Uh, at nice. least I think I think I started out only Sunday nights or Sunday nights. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But eventually, I was the full time drummer. Nice. And he was the full time bass player. At what age? 14, nice. 15, 14, 15 years old. Nice. Um, now, obviously, I learned a lot while doing that. Absolutely. And the pastor of our church was, uh, and still is, a, a crazy good keyboard player. <laughs> Absolutely. And, yes, he is. And recorded CDs and stuff. Yep. And he taught, you know, I, I learned from, well, his son, really, about, you know, the Nashville number system and very basic music theory. Right. And stuff like that. But I learned because everything... He everything we did, he wanted it done with excellence. Yes, the best that we could do it because we're doing it for the Lord. Was it was what, how he would say it? Amen. We're doing it for God, That's so we're right. going to do it to the best of our ability. Yes, Amen. And so you know, if I messed up, man, I I stink and knew it. Yeah, you know, I could I could yep. tell when he was frustrated. I could tell when he was upset with me. Right. Uh, and sometimes he'd even look at me in the middle of worship and like you redo me- that. You messed up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like oh yep. crap, I messed up. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So. You know, I learned a lot at that time, and I really just learned by watching. And then, I don't remember how old, I probably 16, so I'm going to jump back. When I was 10, there was a guy at our church that was trying to teach me guitar. Mm. He was teaching me out of books. He was teaching me um, sheet music, which sometimes mm-hmm. I wish I still knew. Right. But he was teaching me, you know, Ode to Joy, one string and oh, fret yeah. at a time, oh, you know, yeah. and I wanted to play music like right, songs right. i wanted to play chords you I wanted, wanted to, to jam right <laughs> and, and it was going too slow so right. at 10 years old i'm like yeah what you lost I, interest hey i'm done yep. you know yeah so here i am at 16 my mom still has these books because my mom was taking the guitar lessons with me at the time oh nice so she still has these books yeah so i pick up her book and i start looking at chords mm. and i start teaching myself chords nice and i think Three, I want to say it was three months, and the only reason I remember that is because my youth pastor was so impressed. Uh, for whatever it it is, and he was he said, "Hey, we have kids camp coming up. Right. I think it'd be really awesome if you and some of the other youth that can play instruments could Come lead jam. lead the worship. Right. At the kids camp. That's, That's cool. cool. And yep. uh, you know, he said that takes something off my plate." I think the kids would really like seeing somebody who's a little bit closer to their age That's right. leading and, and serving. Yep. And so he said, I, I've got three songs, three or four songs. Why don't I give them to you? We'll meet in the kids' room. Mm-hmm. I'll have you play and see if you can keep up. Right. And then we also need to see if you can play, keep up, and sing. Right. Because it's not just playing. Yep. It's playing and singing. Because some people would say, I have the ability to sing. Uh, because you do. Some people would say I have that ability. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, you know, so here I am. Three. He's like, how long have you been playing guitar? You know, three months. He's like, right. three months. Yeah, we'll see what you got. And I remember in particular, so I'm playing and I'm playing and singing. That's good. He's like, here's one I want you to try. There's a lot of uh, pretty quick chord changes. It has kind of a funky rhythm right. to the chord changes. Um, I want to see if you can play this one and sing. And I was doing it. Right. He's like, dude, it took me a year to be able to do that. <laughs> right. And you're doing it like it's easy mm-hmm. after three months. Right. He's, 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 he told me, I don't think, I have no reason to doubt you can lead the worship right. for kids camp if that's something you want to do. Right. And I wanted to do it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm preparing for that. I keep practicing. And over time, internet, YouTube becomes more prevalent. Yep. I start, I remember, I can't, I think it's cordbook.com. I found that was, that would show you some like the pentatonic scales. Yep. 
So yeah. that way, because I, I wanted to start being able to solo. Yeah. So I learned, you know, the fretboard enough to know what the notes on the guitar are. Right. And the pattern of the notes and uh, the scales for each key. So yep. I could start practicing, get better at like guitar soloing. Right. And so I kind of, I'm kind of doing that while I'm prepping for leading worship at kids camp. So I led worship at kids camp. I loved it. Obviously, we're young. We're like, man, we're doing this for God. You know, oh, we're on yeah. fire. We're excited. Oh, yeah. The kids, kids like it, and and so it, it was, it was, it was fun. Also, kind of, you know, learned how to try to stay humble. That's right. Yeah. So because well, it's like you know, the kids, the kids man, think you're you're I'm a rock star. Yeah. You know, I'm singing. I'm playing. Oh yeah. yeah. And so the part of you's like, hey, they really look up to me. So I want to. Make an, make an impact yeah, that's on right. them by hanging out with them, spending time with that's them, right. obviously, and you know, using that. Obviously, <clears throat> it's not about you. That's right. But you still have that. You know, you of can, course that influence. That's right. That's and right. so, at this point, fast forward a little bit. I'm I because I led I led worship. I think tw- two years at a kids camp. Yeah, I played on the worship team at a teen camp. I didn't lead, but I played. Yep. And um, that was controversial, you know, because my church was going to a different youth youth camp, and I went to this youth camp. That was a whole thing. But oh yeah, yeah, you shared that. You shared yeah, that. I've talked yep. about it before. Yep. We talked about it in a previous episode, yes, so I don't we need have. to go yep. into it further. But, right, right. So I did that, and and at this point, I'm also leading worship on for the youth group. And at this point, I started playing around on keyboard. Yep. And my youth pastor played keyboard. He wasn't as good as the senior pastor. But he was good enough to where he could play and lead worship. Absolutely. And so he showed me a little bit of stuff yep. and showed me, in, you know, yep. enough and and kind of helped me out. So I started playing worship and I, I started playing mm-hmm. with the keyboard. It was a little bit easier because the keyboard's always there. Right. I don't have to carry a guitar up and set right. it up and do all that. Right. And plus we had, you know, other, I think we had another guitar player or something. But so at that point, you know, I'm probably 16, 17 and I'm playing drums electric guitar slash acoustic guitar right and keyboard and this is this all stuff that obviously i had some help and even guitar i watched a guitar you know i would watch a guitar player on sunday and i'd try to mimic it, it right i mean keyboard not so much but hard i had to help. see up yeah see it's hard to see their right. hands <laughs> from the seats right um but yeah so i'm very heavily involved in church I was I was on the media team running camera, but mainly music. Yep, and yep. that's kind of with church. That that was one of the things, one of the main drivers, really, that always kept me in church was my me being involved. Yes, and serving. Yep, and God, it you made me. I don't know that loyal is the right word. Right, but when, committed. When I yeah committed. Yeah, when I have when I have a responsibility or a duty. To something you follow through. I ha- I yep. have to. Like, yep. I-, I hate I hate letting people down. Well, and that's I what hate I hate backing out. Yeah, man, and that's what I remember from yeah. when I first met you. That's yeah. exactly what you were doing. Yeah. I mean, and and let's be honest, in the church at the time, that was you, uh, the pastor's son, mm-hmm. um, your dad actually mm-hmm. is who yes. started teaching me live sound. Yep. Um and taught me sound and then but yeah you were doing camera and uh worship mm-hmm. and I mean you guys were that, that that was the team 
Yeah. No, I mean, and that, <laughs> oh, and our lighting guy. Yes. Who ended up teaching me? Todd, I think was his name. Steve. Oh, oh, Steve. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And so now let's see. Sixteen. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm looking at graduating. Right. And I remember when I I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. And starting in junior year, I the class that I enjoyed the most was JROTC. Uh-huh. For those of you who are in the military, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> JROTC is not the military. I right. get it. Right. Um, but we had recruiters and stuff in, and one of the recruiters had approached me because I had done well and um, had an opportunity to, because they, they, they had the structure, so you had your, not the ultimate, we didn't have a general, obviously. Right. But we had... Um, uh, battalion commander, executive officer, S one, two, three, four, five, and so I was an S five. And when I took that position, I I went up in rank pretty significantly. Not that it matters because it's just high school, right? But we had it. W- it was my favorite because I excelled in it. We we did actual physical training, right? We had Mondays were PT, yep, which I didn't enjoy. <laughs> Tuesday was classroom. You know, we learned about military structure. We learned about ranks and stuff right, like that. Right. Uh, Wednesday was sports day. So we actually, as a, the entire class, would pick a sport and then we would all play. Right. And it right. was it was pretty it was pretty competitive. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Sometimes a little too much. Right. Uh, Thursday was the uniform day. So that's when everybody had to go to school in your uniform. Yep. You had to make sure you, all your badges and stuff were on the right height, the right measurement. Oh, you know, yeah. Right. And shaved. I, ha- I, had a, I had a friend who would ride with me to JROTC. And he forgot to shave the day before. So he's taking a lighter. And he's like, oh, goodness. I can't. I, can't, I, have, I didn't shave. He's sitting there <laughs> trying to light his Stinking stubble <laughs> on fire, dude! It's ridiculous. Lord, it's so thank ridiculous. You for your Ray, grace. did you ever yeah. shave with a lighter? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So uh. anyway, thankfully that was not me, and I did not have that problem. But uh, no, I excelled and I had a lot of fun. I had I had a recruiter come to me when I was a senior and said, "Hey, you know, I was talking to your first sergeant. He thinks you'd you'd be a really good fit for the military. Right? Is that something that you would be interested in?" And at the time. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Out right. of, I had no idea, and I, I had no idea what I wanted to do out of high school. And but I just told him, you know, I was I'm out of shape. Thinking about boot camp sounds terrible. <laughs> 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 Not really. He's like, well, what if I met you at your house and ran with you? You know, like a recruiter uh-huh. would. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Let me think about it. You know, obviously, thankfully, I didn't. I had friends I'm like, man, you know, I, I just the reason I'm joining the military is because I just want to be able to tell my family that I did something with my life. And I remember right. looking at him being like, you can do that not in the military. Like, <laughs> right. You don't have to. I'm not. First off, I respect the heck out of people who are in the military. I am not saying one anything negative about those in the military. My point to him was, that's not all it's about. That's right. You don't have to that's go to the military right. to make a difference. To make a, that's right. You know what I mean? Right. So that was not really a, a logical excuse for me. Just for the record, not all veterans believe that. You're good. Yeah. No, right. no, no. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I'm not bashing anybody who is in the military, Ray. And, but, you know, so I, I had that kind of, He was really pushing, and he did push one of our other friends into it, and that's a sad story. But right. uh, So thankfully, I did not do that because I definitely do not believe that is what God's will for my life was. Right. But here, let me give you, let me show you so, you know, how much I didn't know what I wanted to do. So out of high school, 
my pastor brought me and I think one other person who was graduate. No, I think it was just me at the time because we, we, we didn't have a lot of youth at this point. And he brought me up front and said, you know, this is Clint. He's graduating. He's like, so what do you think the Lord has for you? And I just remember looking out at the crowd, you know, 17 years old being like many great things. <laughs> and like, I had, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. Right. And I, so I was 17, about to graduate, and the pastor's son, you know, we had played together for years now on the worship team. Right. So we had a little bit of chemistry, and yep. we learned under the same pastor, his dad. Right, right. Came to me, he's like, hey, man, uh, this guy who's going to our church and I, we're kind of flirting, we're starting a band, yep. and we need a bass player. Mm. So we're just wondering if you'd even be interested. You know, I know you've never, have you ever played bass? Nah, I've never played bass. Well, you play guitar. Why don't why don't you why don't you meet us at the church and you know I'll throw the bass on I'll show you a few things right and we'll throw the bass on you and see what see what you got right and because I practiced scales and and I had learned a little bit of the neck on the guitar knowledge I had a basic yeah, knowledge I mean absolutely. yes I could play bass yep you know what I mean yep. and you know the fingering's a little different you know I you the way you pluck the strings yeah yeah up, almost upside down you're not using a pick you're not right yeah right so it's a little different right but so I I met up with him and this other guy. And he showed me, you know, oh, you know, when it's a minor chord, you know, I, sometimes I'll throw this little riff in there, and major chord, I'll throw this little riff in here, you know, when we do this kind of song, I'll do this. And he's like, here you go. And we started playing, and uh, I remember we, we practiced for probably 30, 45 minutes, and his dad came down, and uh, his son was like, what do you think, man? We just He's been playing the bass for 30 minutes, and he's right. already playing all the stuff I showed him how to play, and they're all, yeah, you know, they're all really impressed. Right. Right. And at this point, man, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, let's start a band. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, uh, why not? <laughs> I'm 17 years old, uh-huh, you know? Uh-huh. And so we start meeting up regularly and we start writing songs. Yep. Uh, he, our uh, pastor's son, wrote most of the songs. Yeah. I would write some of the music. He wrote all the lyrics. Yeah. He yep. was very, he's very good at writing. He still is. Very still good is. at writing lyrics. Yep. Very talented. That he is. And, uh, but I, I, I wrote, I would write some riffs and I'd bring it to him he, he had such talent man I would write I'd write a riff or something I'd take it to him and I'd say probably three or four days later he'd have a song a song with it yeah yeah yep. at chords a chorus bridge verses yeah it then, was pretty cool to watch yeah dude, because I mean how many times in the vehicle yeah was a was a song written right on the way yeah to go play yeah and I can't you <laughs> know in our third album because so uh I was I, shortly after I graduated his dad's his dad who was the pastor of our church yep his brother went to church with the guy who helped produce well first off he had grant he had two or three grammy awards because he helped he produced the beach boys yep okay yeah so he yep. did produce the beach boys meaning his ear was, he would tell the engineer yes. what he needed to do on the board yep. to professionally master their music yep he did that for the beach boys had three Grammys. Yep. And then he was very heavily involved and received royalties from the song Monster Mash. Yes, from Monster Mash. Yeah. That was the big one. Yep. Yeah, and his name, I'll say his name. He's passed away. He was a good man. Uh, Gary S. Paxton was his yep. name. You can Gary look him up. Gary S. Paxton. And so we, shortly after I graduated, we went to Branson, Missouri, because we had another connection with a guy who had a full-blown professional studio in his basement. Yep, yep. And, you know, because he produced, he produced... Branson acts. Those yep. of you who don't know, Branson has a lot of uh, acts and it's shows. It's a mini music city. It really is. It, it really, really is. is, and heavily Christian too. Yes, but 
So he 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 produced you know church choirs, Branson acts that wanted to you know record albums yep. and make CDs, and so we had that connection. So Gary sat in on the studio. Actually, at this time, it wasn't even in his basement. It, the first album we recorded, he had a a ranch out in the middle of nowhere, and he just found ways to basically make it work in his house. Right. One of the right. rooms, one section of his, off a room. One of his yep. rooms had the drums in it. One of his rooms had uh, other instruments. Uh, vocal booth, I think, was in like a closet or right, something. Right. And so he just made it work, and it was yep. professional. It, was, uh, it worked. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. But yeah, so we we uh, we recorded album our first album when I was eighteen years old, and man, we just kind of it, it just kind of took off. You know, we started gaining a little bit more. We were never huge or anything, but we met other local bands, and we were all supporting each other. We had a small, very, 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 very small local following. And like, oh, Saved on Sunday is going to be close. Let's go watch them. Yeah, um, and, and he hadn't dropped the name yet, guys. If you do oh. want to hear their stuff, it was saved on Sunday. Yeah. SOS, and and you can still, I mean, you guys are still on YouTube and uh, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, and yeah, yeah. And I'll I'll even plug I'll even plug his new band. His new band's and uh, he lives in Texas now. The lead singer slash pastor son. September Moon with Check his it wife, out. right? Yeah, with his Him wife and his wife. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. and I've listened to it, and of course, great it's good. stuff. It's man. good, man. They're good, it really, and they're both good songwriters. They are so they are. And, and good singers and good singers. Yeah, um, but yeah, so saved on Sunday, and we so we wrote, and then we wrote another album, and we at this point we were driving, we were traveling the farthest. I think we traveled. Well, we did go to Orange, Texas, which is deep, deep south, like fifteen, sixteen hours, I think from. Uh, Iowa, Des Moines, yep. and but we did go to North Dakota. Yep, and that was a good twelve, ten to twelve, uh, ten to twelve hours north. Yep. So we were traveling, and we were, you know, we were making a small, very, very, very small name. Just we were really at this point, just trying to go anywhere we could, right? So that people just, just put ourselves jam. in front of people. Yep, and, and make just, connections. Yep. That's really all we were trying to do at this point. And we recorded two albums, and then. Uh, well, we recorded three total. We did an acoustic album, and we went through several band members. Uh, shortly after we recorded our first album, our drummer kind of went off the deep end, and so then we had another drummer from that uh, our lead singer, Pastor Son, knew through high school, and he was really good. Yeah, he and, was a good. He yeah. was a good drummer. Yeah, and he he uh, he was he with us on the a, second album. Yeah. He went to be a... What, He's a police st- officer now. State trooper. State trooper. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Yeah. In another small town. Yep. So, yeah, and he, he was he was with us for the second album. And then after the second album, because that's not what he wanted to do. Right. He was doing it to help right. his friend. Yep. He wasn't doing it because he wanted to do it. Right. So, after he said, I'll help you finish your second, your, you know, your second album. But after yep. that... I'm out. My goal is to be a state trooper. And isn't that when um, lead guitar player went went off to tennessee right after after yeah. this after revolution yeah after revolution because yeah yep after revolution i don't remember why he left i think he just you know he wanted to make money and yeah we weren't making money yet, well and, you know yeah so and, and i don't blame him for that it was probably it was at least two to three years at this yeah point. yeah so uh and we moved pretty quick too i mean we recorded our first album all right time to start the next one you know right. we were trying to make you know record music albums and play as much as we could travel right. as much as we could you know we like i had mentioned previously we opened for disciple which is a relatively 
uh, yes. known band. Christian metal band. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. We opened yeah. for them. That was by far my favorite show. That was a lot of fun. And then we opened for a band, or his the band was Manifest. Yeah. It's kind of a rap rock, I think, if yep. I remember correctly. Yep. At the time, he was on the radio. So, and we did that at a at a at a larger, me, I think it was a mega church. Yeah, not quite a mega church. It was a large church. Anyway, so we opened for him, and that was a lot of fun. And the problem though is we kept so our drummer left. Yep. Our lead guitar player left. So it's just we had a hard time. It was always the, our pastor, the pastor's son, or it was my my friend now, my, my best friend, and I. We were the salt. We were the two solid ones. Yeah. And yeah. it was always the two of us. And then who could we find to fill in to so we can keep going? It, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. 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 And so, like, and you know what? I think that's kind of the common band dilemma. People <laughs> you're always juggling committed. different yeah, like right, instruments. Man. Usually, got one or two guys who are just yeah. it's life for them, and then the yeah. other ones are like, "Yeah, man, I'll like I'll, I'll jam out for a while with you." But yeah. Yeah, and we and you know we had a really good lead guitar player that we were you know hoping for, but he was actually his desire was college. Yep, and so yep. it didn't work out. Yeah, and you know I I had played drums for a couple shows, flirting with that because I had at this point by after our second album, I was kind of tired of playing bass. I wanted to play something different. Yep, and so you know bass is one of those things. Not that you're doing it for this reason. But and you know, quite honestly, maybe I was because I was only nineteen. I wasn't exactly mature. But you know, the bass is something that when it's not there, you can tell something's off. Oh yeah. But when it's there, you're not really paying attention. That's to it. right. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. People don't value the bass player no. until the bass player ain't there, and they're exactly. like, "Why does this sound weird?" Yeah. Oh, because the bass player's not there, and there's no. They may not even know that. That's right. They may yeah. just be like, it "Helps bridge everything." Does not sound right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I do have to say, not to toot your horn, man, but like when you guys did the, it was the second album, Revolution. Dude, there was some funky bass riffs. Like oh, yeah. you could tell that you were really wanting the bass to be heard because it was there's some well, I mean even you know I think it was just just a few weeks ago we were talking about SOS you know and and I pulled one of the songs up and uh it just I'm listening to the bass and I'm like dude you don't hear people like throw down mm-hmm. like it, it was it was a funky bass riff that you were throwing in there man well to kind of kind of explain or kind of maybe give an idea of what I'm talking about too there's one song in particular. It's one of the first songs we wrote, and and the story behind it is is pretty funny. But it's called "Tell Everybody." Yeah. And I remember. I mean, almost every sound check, we would just kind of play, start to play that. And a lead singer, my friend there, would say, "Hey, yeah, on this song, we need to turn the bass up. Like, we need to be right. able to hear the bass. Right. You know, stuff like that." So. A lot of times the bass just kind of blends into the background. Uh-huh. And I remember too something that kind of made me think, oh, maybe I'm not a bad bass player. Right. I remember we had a guy fill in for bass for uh-huh. a show. And he had played bass before for other bands. Right. His, main, his main instrument was keyboard. He was a sick keyboard player. Yeah. But he was playing bass. And I, re- I remember I was showing him some of my, some of the bass licks for our song. Yeah. And I just remember him you know we were talking like oh you know what do you think he's like i'm just 
I'm just trying to keep up with this man. He's like, he's, <laughs> the, the ba- your bass parts on your songs are not just your regular no, bass. No, they weren't. Right. They were, yeah. That's why I say he's funky. like, these are I'm very say, complex. Yeah, I'm saying funky, but I mean, like, dude, your finger movements yeah. and most bass players aren't playing that way. It's usually, you know, one, two. I think three, a lot of it. <laughs> I think a lot of it was being a guitar player yeah i wasn't i never really identified as a bass player i was right. a guitar player who was kind of forced into playing bass <laughs> <laughs> I know, for better or for worse right. i think that kind of showed a little bit yes yes and, i you know, believe so and and you know we and i don't know and i know you you remember but we would purposely try to be over the top entertaining oh yeah absolutely like one of the one of the songs we we wrote well, there was two, but the first album we had a song where everybody soloed, including the bass player. Yep. Um. Uh, Crown of Thorns. Was it Crown of? Th- I thought it was on a. Uh. Do you know him? Revolution. That's the second album. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I remember we we would play Crown of Thorns, and during my solo, yes, the lead singer, my friend, would get down yep. on one knee. And then I would bend backwards. Oh yeah! And I would lean back on his back uh-huh. and play drums. Man, Put I remember a good show, man. And, and I remember that. And I remember one time too. We were at the tomb. Uh, Randy knows about the tune. Yep, yep. And at this point, man, I'm doing P90X religiously. I oh, lost yeah. a whole bunch of weight. And I remember at the end of, of our last song of our set, dude, I'm jumping up on the rafters doing pull-ups, oh, yeah. dude. I remember that. <laughs> we, I we, remember that. But because when you watch a lot of bands, man, the bass player just kind of stands there. That's right. And I they did not want to be that. I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be different. Right. And so I was trying to be over the top. Yep. Entertaining. Yep. And, man, if you're having a good time on stage... The crowd usually is going to have oh, a good dude, time. Yeah. And they're going to respond. They're yeah. really going to respond. And that was that was our concept. That was our idea. Well, and I always thought it. I think one of the most theory. simplest com- concepts that was funny was that you guys used to come out on stage in shirts and ties. Yeah. They yeah. would come out looking like dressed up nerdy Beatles. Yeah. And they'd come Skinny out tie, and then vest. all of a sudden, dude, they just start rocking. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah. okay, all right, you yeah. know. And But it was good stuff, man. And, and I know that you know, Clint, I find it really funny because you were so, so uh, against talking about your testimony. But I know that, dude, we're in we're in the first episode of, uh, of it here, and it's been great, man. I mean, so far, it, it's been really fun listening to you. And as uh, is, is we're going to come to a close on this one, we'll, we'll work in. I think we're at a good stopping point. You know, uh, Clint's gone through, I mean, quite a bit, trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. Um, he he truly gave his heart and feels that he committed to Christ at the age of 11. And, you know, for those of you listening out there, I just think that there's a, this stuck in my mind from the beginning, is I think that we like to a lot of times overlook children. And we like to not realize that God works through and speaks to children. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it, look at look at the impact that God put in his life at that age and the experience he had. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and how easy how easy is it to be like, oh eh, how could a child ever recognize a child does recognize God. A child, Absolutely. You, know? you have to remember that, you know, children are the the apple the of apple God's of his eye. eye. Yeah. Man, you know, and and so I think that's a great reminder for those of you taking your children to church, man, if your children start talking to you, you know, it's okay to shut up and listen. And see what they have to say and kind of just observe them when they are in the presence of God. And, 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 you know, just remember that you're not in there just for you. You know, if you're taking children into church and and you're bringing them not even just into a church building, but I'm talking about even at home in prayer and study, 
pay attention, your children are paying attention. And so should you. Don't forget that just because they're young doesn't mean that God's not talking to them. So, Amen. you know, that just stuck right. with me from the beginning. But, Clint, I've really enjoyed this, brother. And uh, look forward to, guys, uh, next week we'll come out with a, we'll have a episode part two, yeah. uh, Clint Marker's testimony part two. And, you know, looking, yeah. to, looking forward to see where this continues to go, man. I mean, just really have had a good time with it. Yeah. And I, I, I think this is going to be fun as we move forward. And, you know, it's, uh, I, I love your humbleness, you know, that you, you, you're, you're very much, uh, don't give yourself enough credit, but get on there and check out some of this music that Clint got to be a part of, man. He is a, he, he's a good musician. Very talented. I is. try, I try to give God all the glory because I understand I have, I, first off, I'm not the best guitar player. I'm not the best drummer. I'm not the best bass player. I'm not the best, definitely not the best keyboard player, but whatever natural ability I have, I only have that because God gave it to me. Amen. There it is. So Amen. there's no there's there's no reason that I can boast. Well, absolutely. Because you're it's, right. It's God that did it. That's right. Amen. So that's what keeps me humble because I have that that self awareness and understanding. That's right. That it wasn't. It's not like I gave it to myself. That's right. You know. Well, and what would we be the Lost and Found Ministry podcast without a Jesus juke from Clinton? <laughs> you know, we got to get the Clinton Marker Jesus juke in there. Jesus juke get. Jukitsu. That yes, that's it. Okay, I like that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap this up tonight again. Clint, thank you so much, brother. Appreciate this has it. been good. Yeah. And and uh, all right, we're just gonna we're just gonna. You know what? Tonight, I'm gonna do it different. I'm gonna let Pastor Raymond ah pray right. us out of this episode. Lord Heavenly Father, God, I come before you, Lord, and I just thank you that we would come together and Lord be able to share in this testimony as a. Uh, all of the listeners and out there um, that you would draw them closer and near to this testimony that they would be able to connect something to where they could hear the Lord in their lives and so Lord Heavenly Father God as we move forward in all things Lord let us just keep our eyes upon you our ears and in all things Lord just toil with holy hands and and have the same humbleness and so Lord we pray this name the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen Amen. amen and amen again guys we love you appreciate you check us out on facebook youtube uh x uh, uh tiktok uh uh deezer is another one we're posting to. i don't deezer. know what that is uh uh personal note is another one i think uh there's so many guys listen go to google and type in the lost and found ministry ministry podcast and you will pull up all of our outlets guys i mean we're we're starting to get everywhere and that doesn't have to do anything with us that's all god like plant was saying man we can't take any we can't take any glory for this this is this was not what we ever expected it but you know what little is much when god is in it Uh, i mean big is much when god is in it and god is just expanding this and and we appreciate all of you who are listening and again check out our uh, check out Two Shepherds Community Church and Outreach. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on TikTok. Just, it, you know, get on there and just see what's going on, guys. And we just, we appreciate you. We love you. And again, I'm Dave Garza. I'm Clint Marker. I'm Raymond Daw. And we're hoping you have a blessed week.